Welcome back to episode seven. I don't have that many fingers on this hand. <laughs> Can't do that. Seven, right there, uh, of the Off the Rails podcast. We have two special guests with us today. This is the first two-guester that we've had. We'll coin yes, that term. Yes. Oh, you're getting a little bit of a little, little bit of insight on their voice. Who is it? Oh, you probably know. watched it and saw the title, but <laughs> with us today, we've got Adam and Paige. Howdy, howdy, howdy hey. And uh, go ahead and tell the guys and girls... It's a majority of guys that listen to this podcast. Maybe you're going to change some things. Uh-oh. Bring some girls in the mix. You, yeah. maybe. But tell them who you are, what you do. I, I'm Adam Calvert, uh, musician extraordinaire. Um, this is my now fiance, Miss Paige Hardwick, who also is my manager, our booking agent. She manages the band, and uh, she takes good care of me as well. I try. Yeah. And how, you said you just got engaged. Uh, this was when? So it was December now. Was it 28th or 27th or 28th, I think? I think the 27th. You sure? Maybe it was the 27th. December 27th. Just this last December. I already got a cut. <laughs> but um, no. So how was like this? Tell us about it. Like, where were you? What happened? Gatlinburg. So Gatlinburg was one of the very first trips that we took as a couple. And uh, I thought that would be the most fitting place to propose. We did it on the Sky Bridge, which was mm -hmm. really exciting. And uh, the hotel room that we ended up getting, you could just look straight up the mountain to the Sky Bridge at night. And the way they have it uh, made is like all the red lights come to the middle and where the glass partition is where you can see straight down. That's all white lights. So from down at our hotel room, you could see the exact spot where I proposed. So I was okay. nervous. Wasn't yeah, I? <laughs> it's probably the most nervous I've ever seen him in my life. She knew. She was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I'm just so nervous of heights. Like, I'm scared of heights. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to ride a uh, ski lift the only way to get to this place is by ski lift mm -hmm. from Gatlinburg up to up the mountain just a little bit so and it's I've, I've been on that ski lift before and it still kind of scared me so it worked out because I was like it, I am really nervous because the heights yeah it worked out no I think yeah did they redo that whole area after the fires and stuff these oh, last few you years can still yep. tell it's unbelievable you can see all the dead trees and all the log homes that are being rebuilt all the chalets yeah it was, I'm, I'm very unfortunate i had a lot of friends that lost homes in the really area. oh yeah because i lived there from 05 to 08 so three years and then again from like 11 to 13 so i lived there like five years total mm -hmm. so but yeah a lot of gallenberg was destroyed but it's definitely coming back it's looking oh good. yeah no i went so we went down there like six to seven months after and it was you could tell you know but it was already starting to grow back it was like crazy like you're like this was just all burnt down it's wild how like just yeah, crazy it like just a couple kids yeah. that did it and I, I think they got off with not like terrible yeah. charges i can't remember what it was but people died i mean a lot of people died got stuck in their homes you know up there in gallenberg for people who've never been to gallenberg i mean you can go up in those mountains pretty far so if you get right. stuck it'd be terrible yeah we you do any hiking down there yeah so our, yeah, our, my favorite trail forever has been rainbow falls which is like one of the popular trails that chimney tops is another good one that i like I think I, rainbow <sighs> falls is our favorite we go back every time i've done that one so many times that i know like little spots where you can kind of sneak off and go off the trail and all that but i've definitely gone there late at like too late and the sun has gone over the other side of the mountain and it gets dark quick on and the like, way down I my phone out like falling the trail and it was not fun and yeah i what, tell people all the time like it's time to turn around <laughs> a little bit of a cane brown situation yeah no. for <laughs> sure well they, they tell you there in gallenberg like every i think every year 11 people get lost in really? the mountains yeah, in the smoky mountain national parks so yeah no I, them. we love going out there I, I try to get down to gallenberg once or twice a year oh, um man. that's where robinette's gonna be is it i think yeah he's him and a couple yeah. folks are going for valentine's day that's this oh, weekend we're gonna yeah. miss it yeah we, they wanted us to go we really wanted to because we love gallenberg but 
Duty calls. We're playing in Chicago this weekend. So happy okay. So are you guys back to touring more now? Yeah, it's starting to pick up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's wins and losses, and I think it's going to continue to be that way throughout the year. I mean, there's going to be uh, states that have, you know, rises in cases, so therefore they're going to have to take different measures. Uh, there's states that aren't going to care as much, so they're not going to take those measures. You know, it is what it is. Every state's different. So we're finding, like, Florida and the southern states that, you know, depend on tourism. You know, they're, they're really going to try to make it happen. Um, you know, the states with high cases like New York and California. I mean, it's going to be a while if you play there. But but um, we had this weekend we're playing in Chicago. It's about an hour west of Shorewood. It's a suburb of Chicago. And, of course, that's a hot spot. But being out in the suburbs, they've been able to deal with it. And then uh, we were supposed to play in Roanoke, Virginia the weekend after. So not this coming weekend, but next weekend. And that'll be – so today is what, the 11th, 10th? 10th. 10th. So this airs the – Next Tuesday. Okay, nice. so we'll be done from Chicago. Yeah, so you'll be you'll be back from Chicago. Chicago was great. Yeah, yeah. So this, this coming weekend, yeah. we were going to be in Virginia, Roanoke, yeah. a place we've played a bunch of times. Sidewinders, such a great venue, a honky tonk, like you wouldn't believe. But unfortunately, uh, Virginia's having a, a, a spike they spiking in cases. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, usually I, I go over it with everyone. I say this is today, and then this comes out Tuesday, and I always try to make a big deal about it, but <laughs> it's got to a point where eh, it doesn't matter as much but no we've gotten through a little bit of it but now let's let's move on a little bit to how did you get into music i'm sure this is a very broad question for you but how did you get started with it um you know what got you interested in it and what made you who you are right now well is my, my roots cambridge my hometown um you know i was i used to go to the Hopalong uh, cassie festival growing up every year um and i think my parents just heard me singing along to you know songs in the car like should have been a cowboy and it's your love and songs that came out in you know 96 or so and i was about five or six years old when i think they heard me singing along in the car and was like oh he likes to sing and then they uh, i somehow noticed i like to dress like garth brooks and wear cowboy hats and things like that and and they, you know i just started loving country music at that age and started singing along and um i think the hopalong cassidy festival is probably one of the first festivals i ever played here in guernsey county and then i also started singing at uh retirement facilities um mm -hmm. used to be red carpet now i think it's something else the it's nate renamed oh right yeah yeah but another yep. one of our retirement facilities here in town but that's kind of how i got my start and i realized that this is what i wanted to do and now i'm 28 and nothing's changed you know it's i'm gonna follow it forever <laughs> right yeah i remember i still have people you know that i've worked with they're like oh i remember you know he used to be this tall singing in all these places and all that yeah so you've, you've been here for a while um now you did a, an, M, an mtv show and i don't know the exact timeline here but you can talk a little bit about that but then when does page come into the mix yeah, that was the best day so um i've been playing out <laughs> at the honky tonks and bars uh, since about 2012 or 13. So um, I graduated from a school in Cincinnati where we filmed that MTV show. And uh, that was definitely a turning point in my career. Um, being on TV helps you big time, you know, but it also doesn't at a certain extent, like there were places that wouldn't book me, you know, in other areas because, you know, a TV show is so vast that they can't, you know, pinpoint um, different groups to come to your show. So like, I, I you know, it didn't help me to a certain extent. Um, but, you know, it was definitely a, a big turning point. Um, so I think, I don't know, I, 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 the show was a lot of fun, yeah. you know, but it, it was a show, you know. Right. Now, you know, the real music sets in yeah. and, you know, the, making the real And so that was, that was what, that was 2012-ish? That was so 2011. Okay. Yeah, it, it filmed, we, we filmed it and it aired, I think, yeah, 2011 and 12. Okay. So then that's when you started getting really into 
more of the, the music side, less of the theatrical yep. TV side. Right. And yep. so, yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. And then I'm, I might not be remembering this detail correctly, <laughs> but you two met at a party. Is that right? No. So actually oh. we, we met on the lake or we okay. met out here yeah. Seneca Lake, believe it or not. And okay. uh, it, it's really quite funny because I, I, I have a little rickety awful boat and it's still being worked on. It yeah. falls apart all the time. And, uh, and at the time I was, terribly broke and I didn't have any kind of money or anything and uh, all I wanted to do was go to the lake I just love the lake so I ended up you know taking that boat out it's pretty much sinking and uh, and I, I never post on Facebook like hey I've got a boat like let's go out on my boat or anything like that. But I honestly didn't have any friends because I've been moving around so much I didn't really have a lot of close friends here in town and so I post on Facebook like hey anyone want to you know free ride out on a boat like I just want to go out if anyone wants to jump on like come on out just bring a case of beer or whatever and uh, and she wrote was like she commented on that she's like oh me and my friend is gonna be out there we'll see you there ah. and I was like, oh who is this like oh i never n never met her before who is this and um and when i got out to the lake i was like hey what's going on you want to meet up with me and her and her friend came over on the jet ski and i was like oh my lord i had this uh terrible orange um life preserver whatever you call it, life jacket that you use it's not like a ski vest it's you know it's orange it's one of those bright orange ones you they throw you if you're overboard and uh i ended up um it, it was old and dry rotted and ripped and falling apart and i ended up uh getting on the jet ski with her and the, all the foam was falling out of this thing and i thought man she's gonna think i'm uh, uh you know who is this guy but she ended up really really taken to me somehow i'm not sure what she saw but she did yeah so Paige, what were you thinking on this this Facebook post, you know what? I wasn't thinking. I guess ah! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I didn't really look at his profile or anything. I was just like, "Wow, there's a guy that's going to be at the lake. Let's go have fun. You know, let's ride jet skis." Because I'm very adventurous. So I was like, "You know what? We'll give this a shot." So I messaged him. I'm like, "Let's meet at the lake." And I really didn't think he would actually, you know, meet me out on the lake. Your and friend didn't like me. Your friend did not oh, like yeah. me. No, she. She was like, "This this guy, like, who no. is he? What is he wearing?" She was like, just protective. She was being a good friend, you know. Yeah. And um, since I don't know, since the first time he was like, "Do you want to go on another date?" And I'm like, "I don't know." I was like, "Do you want to jump off the boat? Like, let's. Do you want to hold hands and jump? Off? I, I don't know what it was. Like, what got into me? But like, like within an hour of knowing her, I was like, "You want to hold my hand and jump off this boat?" She's like, "Sure." Was it, was it the it alcohol? Right. It could have been. Maybe. It, I definitely had a little liquid courage, a little twisted tease out in the sun. But I was just, I don't know. I felt like it was time to take that leap. And I had been um, single for quite some time and, you know, really wanting to settle down and meet the right person. But I wasn't going to rush it. And I wasn't going to settle either. But, you know, from the moment I met her each date, I was just like, wow. Like, I kept being skeptical, thinking, like, mm -hmm. maybe I'm going to I'm gonna find this thing out about her that I'm just going to be like, well, that's just not for me. But every date, further and further more, I found more and more things I loved about her and less, hardly nothing that I didn't like about her. That's still true to this day. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's good. You just got engaged. <laughs> I mean, five saying, years. Actually. We've been together five years. That, yeah. So, wow. That, yeah. That's very, very, that's, that's cool. Yeah. What was the first song you had written? Maybe not written. What was the first song you put out? So the first song that, so we put, I don't know if you'd consider those like, uh -uh. yeah, probably. Those, <laughs> so you have, sound, so you have SoundCloud and then right. you have, of course, so like SoundCloud, you put things out. It's not like for sale or anything like that. So I'd say like my first like Spotify single would be Sunkiss Summertime, which I wrote with, um, right? Wait, yeah. no, really, who I want to be first. Oh, no, that's who I want to be. Are you sure? I, who I want to be, Sunkiss Summertime, and then that's, on the outside, where people don't go. Yeah, because we did Colbert County High School, a release party. Oh, that's right. For reaching See, that's why I've got her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I guess it would be Who I Want to Be, which I wrote about this area. And mm -hmm. uh, I wrote the course of Who I Want to Be 
you know, when I was younger, I'd say when I was probably like 17, going through back and forth between here and Tennessee. And um, I was just kind of, you know, I've been lost and found uh, several times in my life still, and I probably will be, you know, for the rest of my life. But at that point, I was really, you know, debating, you know, going back and forth and if it was what I wanted and like what I wanted to do with music. And I mean, you know, it's just a hard, playing music's a hard career path, you know. And, uh, but that's what Who I Want to Be was written about was, you know, who who do I want to be type right. of thing. So but it was cool. I had the chorus written and I had it for years and couldn't finish the song. And I was so bummed. I'm like, man, this chorus is so cool. And I uh, went to Nashville in 2000. It would have been probably 2009, probably, or so. And uh, I played the chorus for um, a couple guys, and, and uh, they were like, yeah, we're gonna, let's write that one right now. You know, we sat around for an hour and couldn't figure out anything to write. We're just like, man, scratching our heads. And they were like, well, do you have anything halfway finished that we could help you finish? I was like, well, I got this one chorus, but it's really close to my heart. I don't really want to you know, give it up, but if you guys want to help me, and as soon as they heard it, they're like, we're going to finish that. And we did right then and there. So yeah. it's a very special song. Yeah, that's... That's that's cool. So that was twenty fifteen ish, five yeah, years. Or I would so. say so. Let's see. I, when I wrote it, would have been um, probably two thousand like ten or eleven when I wrote it. But okay. I didn't get it. I didn't actually get it recorded and released till like yeah two thousand seventeen or eighteen. Around the end of two thousand seventeen, beginning of two thousand eighteen. Which is cool because we we took the song, we filmed it, and, and I recorded it in Nashville mm-hmm. at the Amber Sound Studio, which is a really cool uh, recording studio in Nashville. And uh, so we recorded three songs over a period of a few days and we filmed the entire process. So it was really cool to show fans like, you know, here's how we went about recording the song. And it was all with live musicians, which was really, really cool, cool too. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. So that that would lead me. I was thinking, you know, since you started after the show 2011-ish, you were really starting to hit music hard. And you said you wrote that in 2010-11. What, was there a point or was it just a natural progression of, were you playing a lot more, you know, shows at this point for that, you know, 2010 to 2015 range? And then what point were you like, let's go and let's like put out our own stuff? You said you had SoundCloud stuff, but yeah. professionally, you know. I think, I think you know, in two, th- I, you know, I always was in and out of writing. You know, I've, I, I try to write as much as I can, but there's periods in my life where I wasn't able to write as much. But I think um, around that time... What was the question? I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a very stretched out question. So, <laughs> so your first, you know, single comes out, Spotify, you know, you're professionally done single 2017, that area from 2011 to the, you know, to that point, was just it just gigging. a slow, yeah, pretty much just, I, was it just a lot of that banging my head against the bars, you know, uh, me and the, actually the guy who plays bass for us now, uh, Lloyd Blythe. Okay. Uh, we pretty much played every single place there is in the Western North Carolina area. And uh, that's what I did from, you know, basically 2011 and 12 until, uh, 15 yeah. or 16 till I was like, you know, North Carolina really wasn't my region. I'm, you know, from Ohio. It makes more sense to start a, a good base in my hometown area. And that's when I kind of came back. Yeah. started playing around here and then started going back to Nashville and recording again. Yeah, and going back to Nashville, when, when did you and Ryan meet up? So, uh, you know, I've known of Ryan my entire life, yeah. uh, but he'd probably tell the story differently. Yeah. But um, I, Ryan reached out. My cousin Lindsay knows Jenna, Ryan's wife, really yeah. well. They, uh, they went to school dance together i'm pretty sure like uh not that kind of dancing (laughs) ballet and uh but um and so she he reached Lindsay was my cousin Lindsay was like hey you know tell ron told jenna like hey tell ryan you should reach out to my cousin adam and he didn't apparently i didn't message him back apparently i ghosted him you know there's a lot going on there was a lot going on i I missed it somehow 
But anyway, uh, years and years later, um, Paige and I, we were, he came up in conversation. We're like, you know what? I need to meet this guy like officially and, and get to know him. And ever since then, him and I just became great buddies. You know, we write songs all the time. But not only that, he's definitely given me like a, you know, uh, a helping hand on the songwriting circuit. Mm -hmm. I've never written more than I have now, and it's you know, it's, and it's been a lot of fun. Paige and I have been spending a ton of time in Nashville. We spend it seems like every other week with Ryan writing songs with new people. We wrote last last week with Hayden Kaufman. He's got a bunch of great songs out. We wrote a song that um, it's called Silver Silverado that I plan on putting out sometime this summer. So. He's, uh, he's, he's been a great friend. He's uh, yes. turned in from being a songwriting partner to a buddy. Yeah, no, that's, it must be something about this area, because I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> we grow them. Good people. Yeah, right. right, yeah. So somewhere along the line, I think I met him at Jurassic. Um, so my sister knew his, his manager at the time, and so he, you know, I was just out there. I was like, I'm here, you know. Do you, I don't know if I, I think, I don't think I filmed anything actually at that point, but he needs someone to sell merch. I'm like, oh, this is cool, you know. Heck yeah. I, I was probably like 18, you know, like coming fresh out of high school, maybe, maybe senior year of whatever. But it, I just remember doing that. And then at some point, I think he saw some of the video stuff I was doing here. And he was like, it'd be cool probably just to come down. And, you know, I went down there one time and we went and, We've done so much stuff. I barely remember the first thing I went down there for, but you know, we filmed a couple of music videos and all this stuff now, and it's you know now we're all pretty much good friends. So, awesome. yeah, <laughs> so it's it's turned into a little bit of a thing. We've got you on here now, you know. So now we're connected pretty good. Um, and I like it. That's like the whole point of the the entertainment industry in general is being able to do what you love to do with other people that love doing. Mm -hmm. it. It's been very special. And of course, you know, Ryan introduced me to you. And when he first told me, you know, told me about you, he's like, man, there's this guy. Like, you just have to meet him. He's a go getter. He's yeah. got a great eye and like he only talked great things about yeah. you. So he's really good at connecting people. Yeah, it's funny because when we're, when we're out in Nashville, which you're going to find out here soon. He, uh, you know, it's there's hardly a person that doesn't know right. him, and then everyone that knows him, you know, talks good of him. And I told Paige, I'm like, he, like, I've never met a person that's so generous. Like, he always is buying. Like, if, if someone comes up to him, he's like, I haven't seen you. He's like, Can I buy you a beer? And I'm just like, man, like, he's just so nice that he let, let one of his buddies borrow his car for like yeah. a week and a half last week. Wow. And I was like, man, I was like, and it was his own, like, it, that was his car. The know, hybrid. So, yeah, <laughs> he's just a, he's a great he's a guy. Good person. Yeah. yeah, no, he always he somehow comes up almost every podcast. <laughs> one way or another so he must be doing something Hi, right <laughs> there's one way yeah we need, oh, no. should have brad come and sit in the background <laughs> yeah no yeah but, but yeah you need to get him on a podcast and talk about brad? his business that'd be cool or, yeah no he'd, he'd, yeah. dude you talk be on a podcast with him for four hours yeah he'd never oh, stop <laughs> yeah when there's one time we were bringing these people from mexico or, you'd be like so what's the trucking business like well you know the truck's way back in <laughs> No, he'd be a good one. I'm going to have to add him he to would the be list. for sure. But yeah, oh, so God. up to this point, this is whatever day this is. I should have looked, but it's too late now. <laughs> this is actually, this is second week of February, third week of February. Yeah. And then we've got one more, Johnny Westfall, one of your buddies. Yeah, At least Johnny. you've introduced me to him. He'll be on for last week of February. Oh man, everyone will love seeing him. Yeah. He's a yeah. good time. He, he's a <laughs> podcaster. He's... He's into that stuff, I think. He's so. a hard worker, I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah, he is. He's been, I remember years and years, like five or six years ago, when he was working for PETA, or PETA, however you say the name, and he was just like, man, he's like, it's a great job. He's like, but I'm going to start my own business. And like, he's stuck, just like, you know, we speak, you know, into the universe, like he does the same thing, but he like puts his actions behind it. He's a real hard worker. Yeah. And speaking of hard work, Paige does a lot of the planning. Your manager, is that the official title? I guess. Artist, manager, a publicist, agent. agent. Yeah, yeah soon, booking soon to be, agent. Soon to be wife. 
soon to so, be one, yeah. all of the above. <laughs> yeah. No. So how, how is that? You know, tell us a little bit about, that was a very open statement. Yeah. But. You know what? I have never been happier, but let's just say when I started taking over the business side of his career, I mean, I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing today. His mom, I can just remember sitting at the kitchen table and I was going through college. I was at the Ohio State University. I was working at an internship. I wasn't very, I wasn't very happy. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with my life really, um, but I was getting through college and his mom just sat with me at the table and was like, you know what? You could book shows for him. Like mm -hmm. you could work with him. And I'm like, I don't know. I think you started calling some places. Yeah, here I was there. like, we'll see. You know, I was just worried about getting through school. Um, and you know what? I just started casually booking a couple shows. And then, of course, a couple years later now, I book all the shows. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's definitely been a long run. But, you know, I've never been happier. And I first started going to these conventions with him. And that's how I now book all the his fairs and festivals. Her favorite thing to go to. Which I absolutely love, love the conventions. It's like Christmas for me. You know, you get to see <laughs> all different types of people in the entertainment industry. So it was super, super cool. So then I got a lot of experience, you know, going to those conventions and dealing with booking agents and artist managers and you know anyone you know that puts on a big event at a fair festival so that's kind of when i started you know book, booking the shows for him and now i book fairs and festivals i book private events i book bars i book campgrounds you know it kind of just depends yeah didn't now so you just it was a self-taught pretty much you just tried to figure yeah, it out yeah pretty much you know i'd interview and you know ask a bunch of um booking agents and artist managers questions mm -hmm. uh, but you know a lot of videos online and yeah uh, yeah, just taught myself as it's I went, I guess. Every day we learn something new. You know, there's there's more, way more behind it than people realize. And, like, that's why we like, we work with this program called Reach and Teach where they bring this whole side of everything to a school and let them run the inner working so that they can see just how much work there is. Like, there's so many jobs that people don't see. You know, of course, we try to do a lot of it on our own at this point. But, I mean, when it comes to the production side of it, there's just yeah. so many there, working parts. Yeah, there's know? a lot. of, And just in general, when booking a show, I mean, you have to look and see, one, are they booking up-and-coming artists? Mm -hmm. Or is it a built-in crowd? Will they provide sound? Are meals included? You know, all these things that even puts an artist in the place to, to be able to play the show. Or they have transportation. Is there a band? Is there a driver? Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a lot of working parts that goes, you know, goes into behind the scenes. People don't see to, us. You know, to make everything successful. Yeah. She does all of that. Like, she'll call ahead and, you know, make, you know, just because the, the, the more work she does on the front end, the less headache there is on the back end. So, like, she'll call ahead and be like, hey, we want to make sure we can park the bus and load in at this time this time like she makes itineraries mm -hmm. sends it out to all the bands so they all know hey that they're to be loaded into the bus and we're leaving this time you know we're gonna arrive at the venue here's the address like you know she and of course she runs it all past me and we double check it so because of course we miss things but we try to have each other's back but she does all that work and i'll tell you what it's all that stuff that frees me up to do the other stuff you know right and, yeah the and goal of him is for him to focus on the artistic side of his career and then i just handled the business side but we, we work great together yeah yeah, that's awesome. And you also do some of the, do you do a lot of the production stuff too, as far as getting lights set up? She runs the lights. Yeah, I, I run the lights. At the you moment, know, you're I, working um, on, you know, getting well, I've seen the big light set up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I work with times, our production so. manager over like the tracking, like Adam runs Ableton tracks now. So they're like split into 15 minute segments. And then, you know, we have like a 90 minute show for the fairs and festivals and then an extended set list, you know, for the bars clubs campgrounds and stuff like that but uh yeah it's it, it's definitely a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't see yeah fun part <laughs> fun part we love i love it you know i mean that's yeah, why we, i'm doing we enjoy, it we do you know it's we, amazing. we could probably you know hire people to 
uh, you know, help load things off the bus and all that kind of stuff. But that's one of our favorite parts when we get there. It's like, all right, time, time to work. And we're very hands-on yeah. for sure. Do you, have, poop. do you have a certain type of venue you like? And that's kind of, but you know, are you, are you going to a bar? Uh, a bit. Do you like the bigger events or the more? I don't know. They're all just different. You know, they got their own scene. Yeah, pretty much. You know, we play a lot. Of course, right of now, I bet shows. a lot of people want to see a big concert. You yeah, know? yeah, that's yeah. the hard. Yeah. That's going to be right now the hardest. You know, because to bring a bigger production, it costs more money. So therefore, you got to have more people in the seat, the stands, and the mm-hmm. seats, and they're not allowed. So that's we're yeah. seeing more acoustic yeah. shows this at the beginning of this season than last year but we still have you know band shows at the hangout and like golf shores we're playing band oh, we played a band show last weekend in chicago um you know so there's still you know band shows coming out it's just gonna take a little more time probably right yeah. right you know, our what? production's ready to roll yeah, we're ready to rock. Planning, yeah, you probably had a lot of time to plan everything. We, have, we, we, we needed we, you, the time, we, and we, we still. I mean, did. it's still crazy because we're like, oh man, we have a m- less than a month till we go on tour, and then when we get back from tour in the golf, it's straight to Fair Festival season oh, up yeah. north, and we're like, oh my gosh, do we have everything ready? But we 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 just got the tour bus back from the shop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ready to rock and roll. It's had my dad told me he's like, I think it's ready to go to California back a couple times. Yeah, new tires on it. it. Almost made it to Wagon Wheel one night. Oh. <laughs> almost, almost, almost didn't. <laughs> oh man. I I remember we were waiting i just we were just sitting in there and uh i don't know we saw like a fire truck or something go by and <laughs> and ryan said that's probably adam and we were like ha ha joking yeah we were just kidding he's like that's probably adam making a show so we look outside and it is adam it was yeah. ryan comes out he's like you just had to do it didn't you i'm like Aww. dude come on like, my boss is over there smoldering yeah no he was like Come film it. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> I do remember filming afterwards, and I did, I just remember not breathing for like three seconds. You got me. With you the wouldn't fire even notice it now. It's all like it's yeah. never happened. But yeah, it's, that was definitely very scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, the bus is cool. We we use it out at Brad's for the. I don't know what they want to call it. The tent city. Yeah, tent city. Festival. Yeah, that Maybe was we'll fun. call it the festival now. But but yeah, that was it's a sweet little ride. You it served its purpose for sure. We're happy to have it back and ready to roll. Yeah. And then on the production side of things, we've invested into more lights this year, more trusses, uh, just more equipment in general. So we're really excited for people to see it. It's just uh, people just need to come on out. Yeah. So do you guys do a lot of work? On, did you do a lot of work personally on the bus? And, you know, where did where did that come we from? We actually were hands on, weren't we? Yeah, we're pretty yeah. hands on. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can't. But I mean, we did buy the bus as a shell um so it's completely gutted it's a, a prevo mirage which prevo makes some of the best chassis in the world they're out of canada and uh you know the shell itself the motor the tranny the um the transmission everything is made really well the guts are really replaceable so somebody had taken all the guts out of it and we've completely rebuilt the inside from scratch so even though the bus uh the shell it was built in 1986 i think mm-hmm. um the inside is completely brand new so mm-hmm. um you know that's we the the water system the water tanks all that stuff the entire interior has all been my dad myself and Paige, and then we've had like maybe one other person come and help so i'd say a lot of it's my dad my dad's pretty brilliant when it comes he's you know wired the whole thing to where the lights are all ipad controlled and all that yeah, kind of stuff that's and, cool um but getting this getting this uh, maintenance that we just did was something we've been wanting to do for years yeah. because we just you know it hadn't been like 
they raised it up off the ground. I mean, it's separate, yeah. I forget how many tons this bus weighs, but it's kind of <laughs> scary to see this bus raised like six feet off the ground and, you know, they're under it checking everything. So it's, it'll make it more comfortable for this year to know that it's been looked all over by a big rig, big rig mechanic, you know, and it's ready mm-hmm. to rock. So yeah, we're excited. Definitely. Yeah. Th- those are things we couldn't do on our own. <laughs> we do uh, all no. changes on it on our own though. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. No, my, that, that's probably a little, is it hard with, it is. You have to yeah. crawl under there the a, bus. That's what I figured. You know, so it's, it's kind of difficult, I mean, an oil change costs. I mean, the oil alone costs a couple hundred dollars, and then the the have someone do it costs a few hundred. So yeah, do it yourself. You save some money for sure. So how? Where do you take that? I mean, as far as are you taking it touring this upcoming? Yeah, so we're not going to take it on the Gulf Coast tour. Yeah, it just it's a I think eleven hundred miles each yeah. way down to the Gulf. So and we do a lot of it's mostly all acoustic. Probably shows, a lot so of gas. Too. Yeah, it, yeah, it would it would just be no a waste of <laughs> you know funds to take the bus down there. So we normally run a pickup truck with a cap on the back. So we, all the gear stays in there, and that's mm-hmm. how we rerun the golf coaster. But when we get back in April, all oh, the big – fair that's when the fair and festival season will right. start up, which we signed contracts for several fairs and festivals mm-hmm. in Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Delaware. And, I mean, Delaware – we're playing the Delaware State Fair again this yeah. year. Um, so they're all looking optimistic. You know, of course, there could be a rise in cases. There, anything could happen. We, we all know that. But for the most part, it looks like everyone's excited to, to make it happen one way or another. Yeah. And so we'll take the bus to those. Yeah. Home away from home. <laughs> yeah. I I could be all over the place in that thing. It's How many days did we stay in it at Delaware State uh, Fair? Ten. Yeah, about ten yeah. days. Yeah, like so that was like drummer, bass, guitar player, oh. bus driver. Uh, was it like six or seven people? Yeah, stayed on the bus really? for a week, and we had two you know weeks. we had uh, yeah almost two weeks. We had running water and uh, you know all that kind of stuff from the from the venue. So we had unlimited power and water and sewers. So didn't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. But it definitely was tight. It Paige was. and I we use that back lounge pretty much as our bedroom. So yeah, that works out. <laughs> What is your most memorable um, gig or tour or you know ever? Just what, what or even if you have to pick a few, what are what, what are some places or events or crowds that just stuck out to you where you're like, I would say this is crazy out. or this yeah. is awesome or we could tell a story about that how I got yeah. there. Oh yeah, the hangout. That's probably one of our favorite venues. It's just so cool. The people were there to have a great time. It's it started out as like a surf shack, and now it's this like monstrous venue. And they have like five or six bars all scattered really? around. They have a big courtyard and then a monstrous stage. So I'd say that's probably one of our favorite places. Oh, de- definitely. It's right on so. the, right on the beach while we're playing country music. You feel the breeze and you yeah. can see the the water. And so like on our breaks, we'll walk out to the beach. And then <laughs> before and after the show, walk out on the beach. So. It's really nice. They treat us really well there, too. Yeah, definitely a favorite. Yeah. And what's it? You said you had a story about the Hangout? Oh, yeah. So, actually, I grew up (coughs) vacationing with my family at the Hangout before I met Adam. Okay. And I always loved the venue, always loved the bands, because we went every single year. So, I had been there, I don't know, 10, 15 different times. So, then I met Adam. This was before I handled the booking or anything. My family was going to go on a vacation. And he, unfortunately, had to work or something, so he couldn't go. And I just remember him telling me, one day I'll play there. Like, one day we can go for work and visit with your family. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, a couple years went by, and I just reached out to the Hangout. and like, look, I'm now booking this Nashville artist. He would absolutely love to play, you know, at the Hangout. And we got a call within a couple days. And um, they were like, how, they were like, how about we hire him twice a week throughout the whole summer? Mm. And I told Adam, I'm like, this was right when I started booking him. So he wasn't 
fully booked at all really so i'm yeah. like you know what i let's think we, let's it, take yeah. it right. i'm like this is the start and i'm like i'm crazy but i'm like if i'm gonna be full force in this we're gonna you know we're we gonna basically make it live there the so first, we lived the first there the tour, first year yeah, the first tour that we went on in march um we pretty much lived oh, in Gulf okay. shores and played at the hangout most of the time and then a few of the other venues but it's it's definitely a place that we like looked at for a long time and been like oh we got to get there and then and they, they've also aligned. stuck by him because, you know, he started playing there. He didn't have an official band. Mm. The set list wasn't near as what it is now. Um, it was He just wasn't taking it as professional as I thought he should. And then so they've kind of stuck with him from day one and they've seen Adam grow, which has been amazing. And we're all about building a strong relationship with the venue. And of course, they're like building family, yeah. his yeah. concert when, when attendance. When we get down there, they're like, oh, we've missed you. Like, so good. It's hugs, hugs, hugs. Like, we played, who knows how many I shows I would say there now. 50 to 100. Yeah, really? we so, played a ton of shows. And they put us up in a hotel that's owned by the company. And so a lot of company employees stay at that hotel. So they see us after the show. And they're just like, man, we enjoyed listening to you when, while we were busting tables. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just family atmosphere like uh, Gulf Shores is a lot I mean there's a ton of you know tourist cities in the panhandle and all around Florida but Gulf Shores is like the most like Pigeon Forge I've ever been to yeah. like it reminds yeah. me so much of Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg to where there's hardly anyone that lives there like it's a very small population of people who live there just but touristy millions yeah. of people that come there per year so everything's tailored to you know tourists and everything everyone seems to be really happy you know and you see people from all types of walks all, all walks of life there like all around there's people from all around the world that come to live in Gulf Shores for some reason just really? like Pigeon Forge yeah and you just mentioned a set list I guess transitioning a little bit this is kind of for people who maybe are interested in getting started into this stuff mm -hmm. you two would probably be a very good resource for that right maybe, maybe. right maybe she would. <laughs> it depends. look at each other <laughs> but uh what goes into building like a set list for a show or like how does it evolve over time is it a location is it a fan bait or all certain crowds all and stuff above. yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say it definitely depends on the region then again definitely. you don't have like a million set lists you, know, you can only learn so much and then you know, we have two different bands so like sending all the material but we've we kind of gauge the audience you know in different areas and it's mm -hmm. taken time but we look and be like oh this one just doesn't get that response like people are like yeah it's a good song yeah. but like we want every song to be like melt your face like every song's gonna be like oh my god i, I love this song like every single song because when you go to your favorite artist concert you know of course they play songs maybe that you've not heard but for the most part it's like oh my god like right. oh my god you know you're just so excited because you, you recognize that song so we try to keep it with the tunes that you know everyone can will recognize so you know songs that you know, even if you lived under a rock in Papua New Guinea, you've heard that song. You yeah. know? So like, like Friends in Low Places, yeah. um, Sweet Caroline, you know, Fishing if, if they're, if for, and that would be my suggestion for people like trying to, you know, up their game and look at their set list is try to really cater the set list, not at all what, I mean, you got to play what you want to play, but that's what your originals are for. You know, as far mm -hmm. as covers, you know, pick the covers that people are going to know, because a lot of times I see artists will go out and they'll do, you know, songs that people just don't recognize and that might be fun for you right but like for the audience they're not you know it's just not the same okay, okay. it's taken us a long yeah, time it, to, it's years to, years really? to like weed mm -hmm. out i'd say now there's still a few songs we're trying to weed out but for the most part every single song serves a purpose you yeah. know a, a feeling you know we we slow it down to like say tennessee whiskey to like give the folks a, like it's, it might be like banger 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 and then tennessee whiskey to give people a chance to like slow dance and then we'll bring it up just a little yeah. bit with like a mid-tempo tempo yeah. original and then back in to melt your face again so it's it should be like oh, a roller coaster ride you know okay. ups and downs uh, a wise wise producer once told me if you can make them laugh and you can make them cry that you own the audience yeah we try to do that. that's cool yeah um 
Oh, I know what I was going to say. Now moving into your newest song, what do you got? Is it anything... You can you can do your newest release, or if you want to talk a little bit about stuff you're working on. Well, I've been writing with Ryan a bunch. Um, you know, we're really excited. Uh, you know, I, it's it's about you know the, the new music industry is about getting music out there. Of course, you want to put out your greatest work, but you know it's it's a lot about content. Um, so we've been Ryan and I, and I've been writing with uh, wrote with a guy named Hayden Kaufman uh, with Ryan, great dude. Uh, wrote with um, uh, who, oh, Chris Sly. We wrote with Chris Sly a couple weeks ago. He wrote Here Comes Goodbye for Rascal Flats. So he's a number one hit songwriter. Great. Guy, just awesome dude. Um, so you know, of course, I got where people don't go. That's out right now, and uh, everyone listening to this podcast should check it out. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, Ryan Robinette wrote the song with me, and he co-produced the the audio to the track. And then uh, Ryan McVeigh and Bronson Allison, um, two of our good production friends, uh, shot the music video all here in southeastern Ohio. So for everyone that's local listening, if you want to see some really cool pictures of your area, like definitely check it out because we filmed it about a week before all the leaves dropped. So it just mm-hmm. had the best color. You're gonna get right before it was just it was a pretty chilly it was the perfect time so check that out you know everyone who's listening but gonna release a new song um march uh sometime mid-march um it's gonna be a beach song because we'll be down on the golf coast Mm -hmm. and i kind of went to ryan and was like hey you know i'm going down the golf uh, you know, if if we don't write a beach song, it's not a huge deal. You know, but I'd like to try to. Um, He said, "Well, let's let's sit down and let's do it." So we we sat down and wrote with a girl, actually Cincinnati girl, uh, Tana Matz. Yeah. um, Really, really a sweetheart. She's a great girl. And uh, we sat down and wrote with wrote all day and uh, got halfway through the day and we got halfway through the song and I was pretty fatigued and I I told Ryan, I said, "We want to cut it off for a day, grab some dinner." He goes, "Man, I'm in the groove. Like, let's just let's just hammer this thing out." So we stayed and we ended up finishing it that night yeah. and uh, it's called comes in waves i really like it, it um, we're, we're still playing with some melodies and some progressions and things like that but um we've already sent the the rough the uh, work tape to the producer and he's getting rolling on producing the track and then uh, hopefully it looks like uh, february 22nd or 20 yeah 22nd we're going to record the song and uh mm-hmm. soon after that we'll get it out in spotify yeah so what goes into a writing session you know as far is it just most people might think oh let's just get in here and write together is it that simple is it's it? awkward for sure it's you know it's definitely a weird thing you know and the more you do it the better you're gonna get no doubt and that's why lately i've been like scheduling rights as much as possible ryan's like the king of writing like i'm telling you that guy is gifted he's a great mm-hmm. song he's a gifted songwriter and uh you know but he also knows he's taken years to learn the tricks of the trade and uh you know going going in with an open mind um doing three-way rights helps big time because like having a third person to, to run off of and it makes it so much less awkward because like you could be sitting with that one person and be and not be coming up with anything and being like what about this and they might be like and then the third person be like well yeah, actually that is kind of cool it definitely helps doing a three you know three-way right um but i normally walk in you know and ryan i think does the same thing and walk in and out you know we first you gotta decide you know are you just writing a song to write a song are you writing for am i writing a song for me or are we writing a song for you or are we writing a song just to pitch it and hopefully someone picks it up so I get, that's kind of the first thing go around and then you know like last week we wrote for uh what can i think of his name nick, nick walker. walker yeah i was gonna say key west guy <laughs> so i for if you listened a few podcasts ago i forgot your name so <laughs> thanks <laughs> i said we have four guests for february these three and uh, alan calvert no no i said i don't remember who the last one was <laughs> and then about at the end i said oh yeah it's adam it happens <laughs> yeah so. i'm bad with names <laughs> yeah, we, we wrote with uh, ryan and i wrote with a guy named nick walker everyone should check him out he's uh from ohio he's from geneva yeah um, but he's lived in key west for the last uh half a decade i think and now he, he's in nashville but when we wrote uh we sat down and he came, he was just like hey i've got a title here's kind 
kind of what I'm playing around with. And Ryan and I both were like, yeah, let's just, let's go with that. So that's how that went. You know, that's how it goes a lot of times. Um, sometimes, you know, you can sit down and just try to come up with something new. Um, that's a lot harder, you know, but if someone's already got something just started. Just a little bit of something. Yep. And so like this last time uh, we wrote for Nick and Nick, uh, which Nick, I'm not sure if Nick's going to cut it. If Nick doesn't want to cut it, I might cut it. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think what it was called. Um, Never mind. I don't know if I don't know if we're going to title it Never Mind or Never Mind. Mm. But that's the kind of the 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 hook is the play on words is like well you were well never mind but you were never mind. Yeah. Never mind. So it, it was a cool little tune. I think I think it's perfect for Nick. So I hope he cuts it. And then uh, later on that afternoon we so we wrote from eleven to four with Nick, and then from four to like eight or nine we wrote with Hayden Kaufman, and that's when we wrote a song called Silver Silverado. Um, and we I said I I told Ryan I I kind of hooked up the right i think both of those guys have been trying to write with each other for some time and i'm glad that i was able to make it all happen and uh and work with those two guys because they're hayden and ryan are both like amazing songwriters i mean way up there i i, I was able just to kind of sit back and let not let them do the work but you know let them do their thing and yeah. and uh, i just recently bought my uncle's my great uncle's truck so he's like a grandfather to me and i just recently bought his truck and it's a 99 silverado with less than fifty thousand miles on mm. it it's just beautiful shape and every time i drive it and make i can feel like he's there and it's very special to me like i have it covered i never drive it you know and it's something that you know ever since i was a little kid i was like man i love that truck you know and so you know i ended up inheriting it and all that kind of stuff and and i i you know came up i thought of that title one day and i i messaged ryan right away and i was like what do you think of this title and he's like i like it and like he's like let's write it and then this past time i was like you know what i really love hayden kaufman's style um very traditional country very uh, soulful and, and genuine and i was like i think combining him and ryan and myself will we'll write a good song so we wrote silver silverado and uh we're i'm making a work tape right now i actually started on it last night yeah. and i'll send that work tape to the producer and hopefully that one will be out this summer cool it's my favorite one yet let's just yeah. say that definitely it's gonna be very special i think very even special. if no one buys it you know it'll be special to us and uh i can already see the music video the truck will definitely be in it and uh it's it's the song is like i drive your truck it's very similar the you know the concept but it's just my my version of it my take on it so i'm okay. very happy that ryan and hayden got to write it with me yeah that's good yeah that's awesome i know uh, my dad, he does some songwriting, and he, he's Kirby. yeah, Kirby. How do I know? That's right. I need to set up a right with yeah, him. Well, yeah, he just said, just bring him over. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get you his number, but please, then you can do your, or maybe I'll get paid his yeah, number. Yeah, probably. To work. Probably a good idea, right? Yeah. No, but he's <laughs> retiring. Well, he is retired now. With he, he just used to mow, and then so now he's yes. just done. And Time he to had, ride. he's at a band. Well, he had a band, and then he's busy, and I don't know all the details, but. Now he's singing again and writing Fantastic. and doing all that stuff. So, what set you guys up? And that's something your dad writes and sings, and so does Ryan's. <laughs> yeah, the and somehow I didn't translate tree. to me. I don't. Know. I didn't. I don't. You, what do you mean? He's got a different kind of talent. Well, yeah, I tried the guitar thing. And, uh, <laughs> I, I know E, F, and G. That's hey, there we go. Not chords. The string. That's good enough. Yeah. That's a start. We'll I, I told that to someone. They're like, yeah, that's, you know, three chords. I'm like, no. no just, the <laughs> just the notes. Just this the one bottom string. That's but you know how to work the hell out of a camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But that was. Uh, that's something Paige and I are trying to learn how to do just a little bit. I'm like trying to learn all are. the terms. Like, what is aperture? Mm -hmm. What oh, does this mean? You need. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm going to be teaching some kids. You can come. No. I was going to say, no, you we probably should. No, I'm uh, teaching fun. some middle schoolers at Meadowbrook every Wednesday. How cool. From. It was supposed what, to be videography today. and photography. Yeah, oh, so it was supposed cool. to be today, 
but this is not out, so we're starting next week. What school? Meadowbrook. Meadowbrook. Oh, just what a good experience yeah. for kids. <laughs> yeah, That's no, amazing. so that'll be good. And I've had, I had uh, Meadowbrook Makers Club from high school. They like video chatted in, so it was pretty cool. How awesome. You have to use this set. And so like you're on Zoom, you're like, how are you doing? And it's all like fancy looking. And so I showed them cameras and all this stuff. And Oh, how cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, because I don't know. I, I don't even think I was very necessarily like... I didn't know what I wanted to do in high school. I was just very, I was business minded. So that's yeah. why I do my own stuff. But then I think once I got into college and, and that side of things, that's when I started to be a little more creative, a little less, just do this, do this, do this. It, and so that's when I started to like, get a little more like, Oh, okay, let's have fun with life. And yeah. so, yeah. and You'd so perfect for reach and teach. I know. You will have to bring you into that. Yeah. Cause that's the same thing as like showing kids in high school that like, Hey, like we don't want to talk you out of college, but like there's so many career choices out there, and like yeah. don't yeah. don't let somebody like. Do you know who you. that's through? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or like what? Or what's April, the April? April Clark, Clark is the founder. Is it okay? Is April Clark founder. is the founder, and then uh, and then Cameron uh, Fleener is he's, is he considered a founder? He's, he's the co-founder. Co-founder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and, and Cameron Fleener is the lead singer of the world famous Velcro Pygmies. Yeah. Um, you gotta check them out. World famous rock <laughs> band for real. I mean, they're amazing. Really? Like they oh. they've been gigging the last couple months like nothing's going on. They've been playing really. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Thursday. It's just because they have such a major fan base. Like as soon as they got back into gigging, like people were like we're coming right oh if you I went, mean, you're gonna go with us to see one of their shows yeah like, you will spring break we just might see him oh we oh. will they're like the great you'll be like this Either. is what entertainment <laughs> you, you walk away from their show and you're like wow. i can't wait to go back like you walk out of there like you went to see kiss i mean it's um, they're amazing but yeah, yeah they, they founded reach and teach and you'd be the perfect person for that to show it'd be so cool for you to show the kids that side of things because they do right. like how it yeah. works is so it's a 13 week program and the students plan ex and execute the concert so mm. they're working on marketing there's a team that does the cameras yeah. you know they are everything. doing ticket sales marketing. they're making the tickets i mean they're doing everything of you know to show how to make a successful concert everything like a festival concert would have so like okay even though it's in, usually in a gymnasium that's blacked out in the middle of a school day you know so they get a concert but not only is the school getting a concert they're also raising money for whatever the cause they're trying to raise money for and all the students are involved in making like she said making the ticket prices getting the EMTs, getting mm -hmm. law yeah. enforcement involved, and then also not only does this help raise money for the school, help these kids gain valuable uh, skills. Uh, skills like talking to adults and yeah. shaking hands, but then also they they reach out to these sponsors for Reach and Teach and for that particular event that they can use later. So like, you know, they re say they reach out to the local bank for a sponsor and they sponsor, they've made that connection now when they graduate, say they want to go work be for there. the bank yeah. or something, yeah. that connection's already there. Right. No, that's, that's a good program. And what's funny about that is Jordan Spence, he was our last guest, uh, and that came out last Tuesday or this last Tuesday, and he works with... He, he works for building bridges to communities and they do a very oh, similar wow. thing so that's what I, I wasn't sure if it was actually connected to that but no it's I don't believe it is no, but definitely a similar so. it concept it might be a nine week program it, I'm like thinking I'm like, they do God, a lot it more broad is this is the, this one just stay is this just the music it's just high stuff? school yeah but it's yeah, just, high high, just high school and uh, it's basically they you know it's part of their it's part of the junior and seniors um FBL, not FBLA, yeah, FBLA, yeah. Future, Future Business, Business Leaders of America. America. Mm -hmm. So it's part of like, you know, I was homeschooled and then just junior, senior year I was thrown into high school, so I'm not quite sure what my school had. Yeah. But a lot of schools have like a business class in mm -hmm. your, your senior year counseling yeah. credit. Well, this is basically their um, major, or major, um, 
project, project yeah, right? It's okay. their major project for your junior and senior yeah. year, and so it's for them. It's not only a it's you know a grade, but the teachers are always telling us they're like, man, this be this really beats them making posters with glitter, and like this really, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the stuff that you do, like seniors, juniors, and seniors it's do, it's not fun. Yeah, you know, it's not right. cool. Like bringing a concert in in the middle of right. the day. No, that's awesome. that is very cool. And so that's they do a lot more broad, I think. So they're doing like a law enforcement class, a X class. It could be anything. They wow. basically they connect them with like the kids could come here and learn and that's cool too, though. That's so that fantastic. kind of stuff. So it's very it's close. But I think yeah, that'd be that'd be might be something to look at. But um, no, I just had something on my head. I don't it's really cool. But no, just having hands on, you know experience at that age i i wish i would have you know sold that side of things or i would have you know been doing artist management and being a booking agent way quicker you yeah. know if i would have you know just known that that was out there well then those kids reach have to reach out to oh is that a, is that ours uh, i'm so yeah, sorry i don't care oh it's mine i have mine on <laughs> oh. it's me it's, it's, mine, mine it's nobody it's no but that does that reminded me of my point was uh so FBLA, is, did you have FBLA? I did not. Okay. See, ours was called DECA, and I don't Which know. Which some is, it is some called yeah, DECA. Yeah, it's just, right. certain it just depends on, I think the like more, well, no, but ours was DECA, and it was one of those um, classes that was more business-centered, and uh -huh. so you'd have a comp. Now, we didn't do a lot of long-term projects, but we did, so we would do like simulations on personal finance or awesome. the stock market or something, and that's where, like, out of all the classes I took in high school, that, of course, what I'd like to do. But of course, it you know that's the one I remember, and it was more hands on. You got to go to competitions. It wasn't just paperwork and do it. So that was a very fun. You know, you got to go for like two or three days to Columbus and dress up and do these like mock interview kind of things. So it was it was very cool. Um, but I think they needed a lot more of that, and it's starting to get there to yeah. where it's like you're getting a lot more of these like more targeted classes in high school versus yeah do your math do your read whatever it is and i think it's getting better um and i think even going into college and this always comes up every podcast but because everyone's always taught we're either on college or we're not and yeah. yeah you know i'm like i always tell everyone i'm saying you know if you don't know what to do think about it don't waste too much money yeah. going to college yeah. you know, before you know what you want to do because that's kind of what i did i was like mm -hmm. one or two years in and then i was like I already started my own business. Why am I here? You know, and right. and so it ended up being more. I, I dropped out, and then now I do this, and so that's what I try to tell you. I'm like, could have saved some money. Well, you yeah. can. I think anymore, it's not like an opinion. Like you can see the statistics where right. we have a serious problem with uh, you know the student debt and people going to school for a degree they're never going to yeah. use, and <clears throat> that doesn't mean that people like. I, I'm not going to be like anti-college. Right. That yeah. doesn't mean that either one way or the other, it's just to each their own. And that's mm -hmm. what I think people have to decide. But then the, there needs to be less people screaming at young people that you got to go. Yeah, that's that's what I, I think, think I, the problem was, was, you know, it was either go to college or you're an idiot. Yeah. Or basically, you're, you're going right. to fail. It, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how it was now, in, in I my think, I feel like schools are transitioning. At least I'm hopeful that they are Seems to like career it. readiness mm -hmm. instead of like college prep, college yep. readiness, career, career readiness. readiness. Whether like the you go to college or not, you can still be successful. Yeah. You know, just showing kids there's different outlets. And if college isn't for them, that doesn't mean they're not going to be successful or get a good job. You know, so that that's why I'm hoping that Within the next like couple years, a lot of schools will gear towards right. career readiness. And I think uh, like Mideast, um, yes. you know, they do that kind of stuff. What's that called? I Technical think college. Career right? tech. Yeah, like a career uh, tech. Yeah. I, there's some Those weird high school name for it. But uh, I, you know, grow even 2016, that time frame, 
we would, you know, they'd say, well, here's your friends. They're at Mideast and you're here because you're going to college. And mm. you almost felt like, oh, those guys that went to Mideast are weird. Like, that's yeah. kind of how it felt. You know, like, now you look at them like, oh, they make good money and they have, like, they're completely happy yeah. and content. Oh, they have yeah. zero debt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I felt like it was true. always, you'd look at them or you wouldn't look at them personally, but you'd always see, like, well, you can go to Mideast. But go to college, you know, and it, they'd like fluff up yeah. college like it was this really. Oh, my school thing. was because I was I went to an art school, and I tell you what, I was like laughed at, like they made, and I I didn't even apply to colleges because I'm like I'm just not going. This is I've always done music and I made a living playing music ever since I was younger. And I'm like I have this is what I'm going to continue to do, yeah. and I was like, should I go to college for music? I was like, now nah, I'll take private lessons, and that's what I've always done. But I'll tell you what, my senior year when I wasn't one of the ones prepping and getting ready for college. I was getting getting it from all the other students. They were just like, in which I told Paige, I think in in the school that I went to, a lot of those kids like college. A lot of those kids, it was their first. They were the first generation to go to college. So for the, like for them to even get to go to SCPA and then have the chance to go to college was like the greatest gift ever. You know, and, and t- for me being like, eh, I don't want to go to college. To them, it probably looked like, oh, wow, like I don't. You know right. what I mean? I'm squandering you know, my opportunity, which for me, that wasn't the case. And a lot of the students that I talked to and I explained that to them was like, Oh, well you're, you're fine. But a lot of the kids are like, Oh, he's just trying to be like, he's too good for college. And that wasn't the case at all. You know, I love college. Like, I love. I got the college experience. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't did. get the paperwork. Oh yeah, did, <laughs> I didn't did get, get the it, flow. Did you get it from Paige? No, it's it's Some. yeah. It's so funny because well, my my good friend John Townsend, who lives in Nashville, Tennessee, okay. he's a producer, guitar player extraordinaire. He went to high state with a good friend of mine, Jacob Butman, who's in his uh, he's in his graduate for med med school and uh, over at right right state and. Um, Ooh, I, there's tunnels at Wright State. Did you know that? Tunnels? I saw it on Discovery Channel. <laughs> like under the school? They said, because it used to be like an Air Force base, like Wright Patterson. Yeah. They said there's tunnels connecting every building at Wright State. I guess State. there's one, one reason so to go there's there. a little bit. Yeah. It's about the only reason to go to school in Dayton. No, yeah. <laughs> in the freezing cold. No, but yeah, sorry. Keep going. I just, I was thinking about No, that. no. Yeah, but it, it, I went to, I went to college. I just didn't get a diploma because my, all my friends went to Ohio State and then Paige went to Ohio State. And it was, it would have been my, all my buddies senior year is when that the summer before my friend's senior year is when I met Paige. And so like, they were all kind of like upset because they were like, oh, it's our senior year. And they were all, they were all single. And so yeah. they're like, oh, and I've always been single. And so they're like, oh my gosh, Adam's found a, you know, a girlfriend or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> she's the real deal. Like I'm not messing around. Yeah. They no, didn't and, like me too well. No, not at first. And they were, they were yeah. sad. You were taking me I away know. from them. Yeah. That's ever that's everyone though. <laughs> at first they're like. Where's my guy? Where is he? And then it's like, well, he has a life now. Now they see it five years later that she's like my right arm. Right. Yeah. (laughs) She is. She's my smoking gun. Yeah. So outside of music, what are you doing? Oh my gosh, we get in. We do get into too much stuff. Yeah, yeah we have we so do. many hobbies. Just we, hobbies and hobbies. We, and hobbies. we try. Yeah. We have so many hobbies, but we try to make the hobbies businesses where they make money or something like that. But so we, we own a bunch of rental properties here in southeastern Ohio, and uh, Paige manages them for the most part. I mean, I help too, but um, just like today, we had a guy move out, and we cl- we're cleaning it ourselves just because that we don't have to hire somebody. Yeah, um, which we love it. That we uh, we flip antique RVs. We have two right now, a 1951 and a 1954. Um, so they're both, you know, antiques, beautiful pieces of uh, old, old, old history. machinery, old history. Yeah, they're really cool. But yeah. And did you just redo an RV? We're working on. It. We've had them for. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we did. Yeah. Which well, which one? Yeah, we did. Number three. Yeah. So our rentals are uh, actually uh, park model campers that we've sat mm-hmm. on private property. You've seen them, and uh, one of them had. 
a really bad leak and terrible damage and it was about done for but Paige and I it's actually her idea I told her I was like we have two choices like burn the thing to the ground or repair it and I'm like it's somewhere in between there and she's like no I think if we get it done nice and you let me decorate it like we'll get someone in it and we ended up renovating it she decorated picked out all the colors and everything got it looking nice went to King Carpet got some remnants mm -hmm. and everything and it ended up that's where we got this Ended up, she got it looking nice, rented it to a lady for like nine months or so. And then uh, she moved in with her fiance and we just rented it out again. Yeah. So um, you know, if you build it, they shall come. Yeah. So, yeah. so how many, do you, are you continuing to add more? Yeah, we're really yeah. working hard on it. Um, we've got, let's see, we have, uh, six? Six. Six yeah. at the six moment. Now. We're working on renovating a seventh, maybe. Um, it's a 1960s bus. It was mm -hmm. my old tour bus, but it doesn't run. Um, <laughs> but it would make a great little Airbnb. It's, it's yeah. super so cute. cool. Per it's purple walls, gold ceiling, gold. black floors. It's yeah. it's dope. So it's have so you done any Airbnb stuff with the current ones, or is it? Yeah, they're all on Airbnb. Really, they're all on Airbnb, and we'll often like that's you know what we have everything on Craigslist, local newspaper, Facebook Marketplace, and then Airbnb. And and did, does Airbnb things. do well around here? I don't, yeah, I don't. mostly I think people. Right now, there's a lot of industry coming in. Oh, yeah. And so I think a lot of people are using Airbnb uh, just to find a place just to stay for to... work. It's not so much mm -hmm. as like a place to sure. stay for scenic views, but we offer both. So, yeah. you know, we're only 10 minutes outside of Cambridge, and, you know, we've got beautiful rolling hills, fenced-in horses, and, you know, so it's really pretty. And we make them to where everything's included, you know, with Airbnb, so they just pay that one price, and they don't have to worry about utilities or anything. So Okay. Folks yeah. coming in from, like, yeah, working at the power plant, they're oh, perfect yeah. for them. I bet. You know? with, there's a lot of people working on that power there is, yeah, and there they, is. They one guy told me he's like this is perfect for us he's like because if we if one of us catches covid we're all gone he's like if one of us isn't liked by somebody we're gone he's like our job switches there's so much in and out he said having a place to where if you break a lease it's no big deal that's great because we just do month-to-month -month agreements yeah or airbnb it could be five days or whatever you know it's what right. people want so yeah. we enjoy it we've had great experience with it you know a lot of people tell horror stories about rentals we've had some Four stories, but I'd say 99% yeah. of everyone we've had has been a, a good experience. Yeah. So we love it. Well, to wrap this up and get you guys out before there's too much snow. Yeah. Uh -huh. Back into the might, might be a little late for that, right? But, <laughs> but to wrap this up, um, tell us a little bit. You know, you're, you said a little bit about your tour dates coming up, but if you want to shout out some dates, if... Paige knows them. Yeah, so a little bit. help me so if I forget something. So uh, we just played in Chicago in a place called Scooters outside of Shorewood. That was a lot of fun. And then uh, we've got, we're going back to Nashville at the end of the week. Or no, uh, yeah, that we're going to yeah. Nashville at the end of the week to, um, I got like three or four rights set up. Uh, and then you'll be coming down to film uh, yeah. me in the recording studio with Robinette. And then the next day, band rehearsal at the uh, uh, Diamond Sound Studios in Nashville. Mm -hmm. So that'll be a nice couple of days down in Nash Vegas. And then uh, we'll be going from Nashville down to the Gulf Coast to start our uh, Gulf Coast okay. tour. And I think We're, actually... We will be doing yeah, a... A going away party. Yeah. Oh. We so will. We just kind of uh, solidified this uh, the last couple of days. Um, I thought that my last show in the area was going to be at the barn a couple of weeks ago, um, but they actually ended up keeping the tents up, and we were able to work out the scheduling to where I can play one last show in Ohio before heading down to the golf. So the okay. 27th, it'll be a Saturday. Uh, I'll be playing at the barn in Zanesville. It'll be we're going to decorate the tables yeah. and get get a bunch of balloons and get do a, give away a bunch of merchandise. Yeah. We're going to give away a bunch of things from the barn and different businesses and just make a big kit and caboodle out of it yeah. and it'll be our shove off that'll be the last show in ohio uh until like april or may 
Okay. So it'll be we'll we'll go from the barn in Zanesville the twenty seventh. The next day we'll pack up the truck full of gear, go all the way down. We're gonna stop in Nashville for a quick ride, and then uh, the first show I believe is March second or third. March second. Okay. March second. Yeah, and we pretty much it's almost a show every day. Really. You know, it's a pretty you, people will just have to check the schedule. A lot of folks are going down there for spring break. I'm sure. Um, so if you're spring breaking or just going down on vacation, let's see, we'll be in uh, Pensacola, uh, Panama City Beach, Fort Walton, and Destin, Secret. Gulf Shores, Seacrest, Orange. Beach, St. Louis um, Bay, St. Louis Bay in Mississippi. I believe we we're uh, working on booking some dates in in uh, Louisiana, yeah. like Slidell. So all the Panhandle, all around the Gulf, you can find us from March third till like April tenth or eleventh. So yeah, about a month and ten days we'll be down. Yeah, it's so it's such a hard life. People, uh, people say you know it musicians. Was hard booking it, Mister. It was. She has been on the phone like working so tirelessly, oh. but it's it's something we love so much. We have a really great Airbnb. The woman's a fantastic lady, and she puts us up the entire time. And it's only like ten minutes from the beach. So on our off days, which there aren't very many, but we can yeah. you know go to the beach. I'm trying to talk Ryan to come down, and he and just I, got back from Florida, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he got he got down to the Keys, a yeah, beautiful place. But yeah. but yeah, he told me he's like I'm gonna try to come down, jump on a few shows, and then on the off days we'll just go to the beach and write so but folks will just have to check out the fan page uh adam calvert music um on facebook that'll have all my dates of course my website adam calvert music.com uh all those places you can find our upcoming shows but from march 3rd until april 10th we'll be in the gulf and then starting april 10th we'll come make our way back up north we're going to stop in nashville on the way and then april may june july august we'll be all around um michigan ohio pennsylvania west virginia indiana and then we'll be going back and back and forth between the gulf Florida, you know, all those areas. So it's, we're excited. It seems like I know folks are fidgety and worried about things, but um, take it from someone who we've been traveling a lot and uh, seeing a lot of what's going on. And the folks in Nashville, from I've heard from several different artists about their agencies, like William Morris and all the big agencies, like they're working really hard to bring back entertainment this year. Like they're, they're saying that it's going to be different for sure. There's but like the, the stadium shows will be, they're all going to be switched. So like the stadium shows will start that size of a show will be put into a theater the theater shows will be put into a, like an acoustic venue mm. so everything will be knocked down a level but it's going to be the first time in history where that's ever going to happen so you might right. be able to go see led zeppelin play acoustic <laughs> or something yeah. you Never know what have? i mean it might yeah. be really it might right. I mean, it's, it is what it is but hopefully we we can at least get back to some sort of you know reality and, and slowly get back into it without you know spiking cases and things like right. that. right so. yeah no that'll be cool um we're I'm, ready for it we're ready yeah yeah i'm ready excited to, to come down i don't know I, I don't know when I'm coming down, but oh, we'll we're gonna make it work. Yeah. We'll make it. Yeah, you'll you'll love. There's I'll be there at some golf. point. So in Navarre, yeah. I'll tell you what. Where oh, we stay has one of the prettiest beaches in the country. Like, and then of course, oh, 30A. Yeah, so 30A is like a 26 mile stretch in between Panama City and Destin, and they call it the Nashville South. So a lot mm-hmm. of you know, Blue Brian has a home like, there. Yeah, they, they yeah artists, yeah, you know, yeah. one you of the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. You've seen the movie The Truman Show? It was filmed at 30. Really? Mm-hmm. Beautiful yeah. area. Wonderful people. Uh, we absolutely, That's probably my favorite town in Florida. That's one of our favorite venues. It's called Peddler's Pavilion. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I went there, I was, like, tired from the night before, and she drove to the gig, and when we pulled in, the whole time on the ride over, I thought, like, pedd- like peddlers, like, you're a peddler. Like, you're peddling money? Or you're peddling- <laughs> no, it's Peddler's Pavilion. So, like, Bicycle. everyone's riding around on bicycles. Oh. It looks like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Like, it is so precious. The people are so nice. It's one You'll have to come. Oh, I'll it's, be it's there. Very, and, the, and the water is legit like turquoise. Yeah. Like it's legit. Yeah. Like what do they call it? Not turquoise, but um, what's the 
gem, sapphire. I can't remember. Emerald. So, it's emerald because yeah. they call it the emerald, emerald, emerald Isle. Yeah, they yeah. call it like the emerald That's coast or emerald Isle or something. Yeah. It's and the water is truly like emerald. It's yeah. beautiful. We okay. can't wait to have you. Yeah. No, I'm excited and we'll, we'll get out of the snow. We'll be able to shoot some some cool stuff outside of the venues too. Yeah. I mean, we've got beaches. We've got drones. We can do some stuff. So. Absolutely. We'll make time. it work. We'll yep. make it work. And uh, thank thank you at home for watching and helping me get through here. Yeah, wait one more time. Yeah, find us online. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, sorry. They didn't see your first wave. They were looking at me for some reason. <laughs> Weird. But thank you guys for coming. Thank and you. And talking a little bit about the business side, about the music side. Um, this is just really supposed to just be a discussion. So... Worked out well. Um, I'd ask a lot of questions, I know, but that's great. Um, it, <laughs> Hope yeah. my answers weren't too drawn. Yeah, <laughs> I like to make it a little I'll more come back longer. around. <laughs> no. Paige and I talk about it all the time. When oh, I get, like what was I? What was I, I know, we, about? we get we, we start talking about something like, wait, what was the original thing? I've done that about a couple. Times. Oh no, I do that all the time. That's why <laughs> if you watch any of these, you'll see me saying, oh, what about this? What, jump back here and there <laughs> and all this. But no, seriously, thank you. Um, this will be out. For you guys, it does everyone else listening, it's already out because they're listening to it. But this will be out this coming Tuesday. Um, you can tweet it out, share it out. Sound old, tweet it out. Everything. Put it everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Absolutely. YouTube, everywhere. Yes. You can follow the podcast on Spotify. I don't know if you can follow on Apple. I'm not sure. Do you know? You can rate it. Fine I know out. that. You can, you can rate the podcast. But go there and figure it out. And uh, thank you for listening. Now, please exit the building.